When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Tarzan? Mowgli? You know them all too well on the big screen. Swinging from vines, leaping over the trees, running through the jungle having a good time, and even talking with their four-legged friends. But what about the real stories of children raised by animals? Are they just as adventurous and romantic as the movie show? The short answer is no, not even close. In 1991, a villager in Uganda discovered a child who seemed very odd. In fact, it was even difficult to tell that it was a boy she'd found, because the child had long hair all over his body, a clue that his body had adapted to living outside for years. His knees were white and calloused. This boy had been walking on all fours for a long time. And his fingernails were long and curled. He'd probably never even seen a pair of clippers in his life. There were plenty of clues, but how could this simple villager know that she'd stumbled upon one of the rarest and most bizarre phenomena, feral children. A feral child, or what some refer to as a wild child, is a boy or girl who lived without any human contact for some time in their early formative years. It's believed that these kids can survive on their own because they get taken in and raised by animals, usually mammals like wolves, wild dogs, and primates. And all the clues point to that theory. They're more animal-like and have either limited or no knowledge of human language or behavior. They often walk on all fours like their adoptive animal family. And they sometimes even look more like them. There have been some confirmed cases over the years, including that of this Uganda boy. His name would be John Sisabunya. When he was eventually able to speak, experts came to know of his story. Apparently, he'd run away from an unstable home when he was just a toddler. This is often a repeating pattern in these cases. After a few days alone in the jungle, the poor, hungry boy was approached by a group of vervet monkeys. Granted, they were hesitant at first, seeing this strange, hairless creature sitting there. But they soon saw no threat in the helpless thing and offered him some sweet potatoes and nuts. He was then adopted by the monkeys, and they'd take care of him for the next three years. Imagine, by the time he was found, Sesabunya had spent at least half, possibly more, of his life living among monkeys in the jungle. Once he'd fully earned their trust after a couple of weeks, the animals really started to see the human boy as one of their own. They taught him how to survive by climbing trees and, of course, how to find food. He certainly was loved by the primates. In fact, when the rescuers tried to take the boy from the monkeys, they needed to throw sticks and stones just to scare the troop away. 
The child also tried to stay with what he now clearly and understandably saw as his family. But eventually, he was rescued and brought back into human society. But it would be a long road of rehabilitation. Millie Seba, the woman who first saw Sabunya, brought him to the nearest village to be fed some hot food. This was probably too drastic of a change because he felt sick right afterwards. Remember, the child was used to eating only what the wild can offer, and he never really did get accustomed to a hot meal. Even for years to come, he always preferred raw fruits and vegetables. But in the end, tearing the boy away from his jungle home likely ended up saving his life. And that's because not long after they found him, they discovered that he had some dangerous parasites in his gut. The very first time humans tried to communicate with him, the boy only responded through screaming and biting, which scared most of them away. But there were those who wouldn't give up on him. He was soon taken in by Paul and Molly Waswa, who ran a local orphanage. At first, the couple had some difficulty teaching Sesabunya how to be human, since he didn't know how to speak or behave. He even had problems learning how to walk upright. However, Paul, acting as a dedicated father figure, always took John with him wherever he went, so that the child could learn the basics of human behavior. Another woman who took care of him was his preschool teacher, Daisy Nalongo. He stayed in her class for almost 10 years and refused to go to other teachers. They had an incredible bond, and Nalongo would also act as a motherly figure for the boy. Four years after his rescue, the now pre-teen said his first words, Aunt Daisy. When scientists started studying this case even further, they found that, despite his limited English, Sesabunya seemed to be fluent when communicating with the monkeys that had adopted him. Not only had he learned their ways, he'd also picked up their language. And even after his rescue, he still seemed to have some sort of connection to these primates. He'd move in a certain way, and the troop would react. They acted like he wasn't different from them at all, but rather one of them. This only serves as more evidence that his story is true. He really had been taken in, accepted, and raised by monkeys in every sense. Tons of media groups took an interest in this story, and the evidence kept piling up. Reporters visiting him notice that he's still a little odd when it comes to certain things. They couldn't help but notice that he uses his wrists to pick things up. And of course, he walks a little awkward and unbalanced, since he's had to learn to stand and move around upright a lot later than most people learn the skill. But other than the little subtleties of normal human behavior and movement, Sisabunya did just fine getting readjusted to his roots. Sure, like a lot of feral children who miss getting an education in those critical early years, John did have some delays in his mental development. But even with that, he was able to achieve so much despite it all. His caretakers couldn't help but notice that he's in incredible physical shape and quite a good runner. With the help of trainers, he competed in the Special Olympics not once, but twice. He ran a marathon in 1999 and became the captain of Uganda's Special Olympics soccer team in 2003. Ever since then, he's traveled the world for international competitions and has been to the US, UK, Ireland, and the Netherlands, to name a few. 
Aside from being good at sports, he's also gifted with a beautiful singing voice. Hilary Duck, a dentist from England, overheard him singing once she visited Uganda to provide dental treatment to the locals. As soon as she heard him, she was blown away by his voice. In that moment, she was able to convince John to join the Pearl of Africa Children's Choir. Their team had a three-week tour all over the United Kingdom. Duck once stated in an interview that singing really helped John overcome his shyness. Despite his traumatic childhood, years of living completely isolated from society with all of its safety and conveniences, and the long, difficult road to rehabilitation, Sisabunia is still a kind man with a good heart. When asked how he felt about all the attention he gets, he modestly replied that he knows people are just interested in him because his story is unusual. And even though there are those who look at him strangely, call him mean names, or perhaps judge him too harshly, he says he doesn't think anything bad about them. And finally, he also mentioned that he's very thankful to the monkeys that found and raised him so many years prior. In a 2013 interview, Sesabunya said that he's living peacefully in his house and owns a couple of cows. He told the interviewer that he wanted to settle down, have kids, and start a family of his own. By that time, he was already a 30-year-old man who had chosen to stay in his hometown of Bombo, Uganda. He also keeps in touch with the orphanage that took him in, saved his life, and brought him back to humanity. From a boy who just wanted to escape a bad situation and ended up living for years in the jungle among a family of monkeys, and now a man that's traveled the globe thanks to his talents, John Sesabunya's story is truly one of the most fascinating and convincing cases of feral children. But it's also a testament that they can be saved and go on to live normal lives. Sure, it might not be anything like what you see in the movies, but that doesn't mean they can't have a happy ending too.